Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is your host, Brandon Allen, and today I want to talk about the effects of scarcity in your business so when we talk about scarcity the flip side to scarcity is abundance so we're going to talk about and kind of juxtapose the two different perspectives the two different mindsets that we can have as a business owner and so as i talk about this one of the things that i want you to understand and know is that this doesn't mean that we'll always be in abundance and we'll never be in scarcity or that we should always be in abundance and never be in scarcity because we're all human beings and the fact of the matter is scarcity is just going to be a part of our life whether we want it to or not but the real question as we talk about this is how do we go ahead and when we notice that we're in scarcity number one notice that we're in scarcity but also take the the next steps to kind of move us from scarcity back to an abundance mindset to keep us going. And so before I get into some of the material, there was something that as I was leading a workshop this weekend that that I was that I kind of reminded myself of from some of the um, training that that we did and and part of that was uh, just some work that was done by Carol Dweck and she wrote uh, a book called uh, Mindset. And we talked about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And when people have a growth mindset, they tend to, they, they think things like this. When, when you ask them the question, um, you know, how do I, how do I move beyond, um, when, when you ask them questions about what their thought process is on growth and change in their life, they answer it with typically a, a fairly healthy um, perspective of how they can change and how growth is possible. When someone has a fixed mindset, typically that entails someone going through and just thinking, look, I am the way I am and none of that's going to change. So uh, there, there's a nice graphic that I, that I saw on this concept. And in a growth mindset, intelligence can be developed. We can learn new things in a fixed mindset intelligence is static it's something that really doesn't change much as we grow and progress now for a lot of you who are listening to this you realize that gosh you know what you probably have a growth mindset for the most part but i've noticed when i coach that there are some areas of our lives where we can have a fixed mindset so when we have a fixed mindset it leads to a desire to look smart and therefore we have a tendency to avoid challenges, give up easily, see effort as fruitless or worse, ignore useful negative feedback, and feel threatened by the success of others. As a result, we may plateau early and achieve less than our full potential. And all this confirms that we have a deterministic view of the world, which basically means that um, our outcomes of what's possible have already been kind of laid out for us and, and given to us in our DNA and our, our set of experiences that have been brought up in our life. And so when we look at a mindset, you know, there's a lot of times in coaching where sometimes people will hold back because they have a desire to look good. Looking good is more important than being right. And 
that comes from a fixed mindset where we're not continually learning and growing. But when I work with clients who have a growth mindset, you know, they, they have a desire to learn and therefore they have a tendency to embrace challenges. So when things come up for them that they feel like they can't overcome, they're not worried about getting through that. They're, what they're worried about is how do we solve this problem? How do we make this work given what we've been dealt? They persist in the face of setbacks. They see effort in the path to mastery. So look, effort means that I'm getting better and that I'm going to grow myself over time. They learn from criticism. They don't take criticism and run from it, but they learn from criticism and they find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. As a result, they reach ever higher levels of achievement. And this gives them a greater sense of free will. So it's really hard when we talk about abundance versus scarcity. I think sometimes it's really hard for us when we have a tough time. And I've been there too. So I'm not saying that this hasn't ever been me because it has been. But it's really hard for us to think that we are a product of our choices in some way, shape, or form. And I've had a lot of conversations with clients who talk specifically about results and the volatility of their results. And they will say things like, hey, Brandon, I just get stressed out because my my results are so inconsistent. I don't know from one day to the next what my results are going to be or one month to the next what my results are going to be. And it creates a lot of stress for me. And one of the things that we do in coaching is always go back and say, hey, what part of your inconsistent results could you attribute to your inconsistent effort? And a lot of times it gets people thinking and they realize, you know what? There are some inconsistencies in my approach that may lead to inconsistencies in my outcomes. And so as we're talking about scarcity and the effects of scarcity in your business, I wanted to kind of lead with that to kind of get you thinking about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And there are some areas of our life where we have a fixed mindset, where growth, we feel like growth is impossible. We have areas of our business where we kind of root ourselves in scarcity. So where does scarcity come from? And let's talk about this a little bit. Because as we talk about scarcity, it's a slippery slope. And what we want to get through is we want to make sure that things are happening through us, not to us. Because if things are always happening to us, it roots us in that scarcity mentality. And if we sit in that too long, Scarcity leads us to victimhood, and all of a sudden, we're a victim to our circumstances. We're a victim to the things that are coming to us. We're, we don't have any power or control. And as soon as we lose that thought process of power and control over our circumstances, boy, it's really tough to get out of that and make changes because we see change as meaningless and not leading to any benefit. So where does scarcity come from? Number one. Listening too much to other people in your industry. And the reason why I say this is that I work with a lot of different industries. And in these industries, there's always sacred cows. And in those sacred cows, the sacred cows say, this is how it's always been done. And so this is how we're going to do it. And to do it differently feels scary because now your colleagues are basically saying you're crazy or what you're doing doesn't make sense because it's so drastically different from what the norm does. But look, when we, when we hear about people like Steve Jobs or just any innovators in any industry, one of the recurring things that always, or themes that always comes up 
is that these people, when everyone was going right, they were going left. When people were going north, they were heading south. They were people who were non-conformers. And sometimes scarcity can lead us to be conformers and we just give in to conformity and we think, look, this is what everyone's doing. I don't want to be too crazy. I don't want to rock the boat. This is what I'm going to do. And we let sometimes outside influences affect us. So I work with medical professions and in the medical professions, a lot of medical professions are scared to death of their medical boards. They don't want to rock the boat because they don't want these guys coming in and sniffing around and and paying too much attention to what it is that they're doing in their particular industry. So they kind of want to put their head down and just kind of follow the next person in front of them so that they don't get branded as someone that's different. But, you know, I work with some renegades in, in their different industries. And what they've proven is that it's possible to rise above that if we have the right strategy and game plan and if we're intentional about what we do. But scarcity also comes from past failure or limiting beliefs or limiting self-talk. Scarcity, it's funny how we create stories for ourselves about our past that then manifest themselves in the present. You could have a story that where someone told you at one point you weren't smart. So now you carry that story with you everywhere you go. When evidence supports the complete opposite of what you think. So it's clear that you're intelligent, but because someone told you when you were younger, maybe over and over again, that you were not smart, you've carried that in and now you use that as kind of a limiting belief or something that holds you back from the next level of success. One of the most common limiting beliefs that I hear all the time is I'm not worthy of success. My deserve level is very low. I don't think I'm deserving of success. I don't think I'm deserving of money. Or if I am, it's bad. These things are bad. And we have this self-talk of, I'm not a business owner. I'm not a good leader. I'm not a good manager. I'm not a good salesperson. I don't like sales. All this self-talk that goes on. And when we talk like that enough, what we realize is how could you be anything different. But the problem is with these limiting beliefs is even though they're stories and they're not necessarily true and they don't have any root in anything real, they hold this power over us and they all of a sudden we become victims to our own perceived limitations that aren't true. Now we're a victim to the story that I'm not smart. Now we're a victim to I'm not a business owner. Now we're a victim to I'm not good at sales. All these things lead us to creating a victim mentality for ourselves. And this is why it's so critical to really think about what we're saying to ourselves and why we're saying it. The, the last thing about where scare, scarcity comes from is bad habits. Um, we worry about what we can't control in a lot of realms. And so we worry about what we can't control. And we get into this pattern and habit of worrying about um, if, a, if a someone no-shows for an appointment or if someone's going to say yes or no to a sale. We worry about some of these things, but the reality is is we can't control the results. But what we can control is our process for getting the results. And what we can do every day is put forth our very best effort to getting the the best results that we know how to get in that moment. Now, what happens with that when it's all said and done? We don't know. But if you don't like your results... Then go back and look at your habits, look at your process. And the, 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 the challenge here is, if we want to get into a good habit, one of those good habits is, looking, is having an approach 
at, it, that entails looking at what we can do every day to grow and become better. What is something that I can do today that's better than what I did yesterday that will help my day tomorrow as a result of this habit? One of the other bad habits that we have, though, is too much activity. And so sometimes we have too much going on that keeps us from being effective in any one area because everything's important or everything's on our plate. Another bad habit is no planning. We don't plan. And I hear the, the, the old adage that if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Uh, we've heard that. And sometimes I cringe when I say stuff like that uh, because it is so uh, cliched. But in this case, it really is true. When we don't plan... Things happen to us without any intention. And look, whether you create a plan or not, an outcome is going to happen. The difference between someone who plans and someone who doesn't is the person who plans has more say on the outcome. They, they're creating more of a certain outcome. Now, they don't know the outcome 100%, but they've, they've stacked the cards in their deck in this area. If you don't plan at all, you're completely at the whim of whatever's going to happen. And it reminds me of the story of Alice in Wonderland going to the Cheshire Cat and saying, listen, can you tell me which way I should go? The Cheshire Cat says, well, where do you want to go? And Alice says, well, I don't know. Anywhere will be fine. And he said, great. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And that's where we get ourselves into trouble without planning because now we don't really know where we're going and the problem is, is that any road's going to get us there, but we may, not know, we may not like what's on the end of that destination when it's all said and done. Another bad habit is sleeping in. I get a lot of clients who sleep in, and they get up and they come to work right before work starts. What's the problem with that as a leader is that we're not prepared. And when we're not prepared, we don't have our crap together. And when we don't have our crap together, our team doesn't have our crap together. How can they? They're, our team is going to be a direct reflection upon how we approach things. And so if we don't like our team's behavior, this is a time to examine our own behavior and saying, what am I doing that's causing this behavior? What is it that I'm doing that's creating the outcomes that I'm seeing with my team? Sleeping in is one of those things. And I bring it up because I talk to enough coaching clients that don't get up at a decent hour and it affects the way that they work every single day. The other bad habit is not training, not training themselves, not training their teams. They're not training and because they're not training, they're not learning. And because they're not learning, they're not growing. They're not doing new things. They're not trying new approaches. And because they're not doing this, they root themselves in scarcity. So as I'm talking about where scarcity comes from, those are some of the three, those are three of the most recurring things that I see. There may be some other reasons for scarcity, but we're not going to talk about those today. So now that I've talked about where scarcity comes from and what that looks like, let's transcend that into tools for overcoming scarcity. One of the things that we have to do when we, when we start to create limiting beliefs and limiting self-talk, stories about our past failures, is this is why I'm such a huge fan of a power hour that includes some meditation or some quiet time to be reflecting and thinking about what is going on why it's going on, and how I'm feeling about it. Self-awareness is so critical to success that the more self-aware we can be, the better. Now, when I talked about having bad habits and I talked about too much activity, the problem is that sometimes we're too busy to turn it off so we can sit and think about what we're doing. But I've seen a lot of business owners run as fast as they can, 100 miles an hour, to a destination 
without ever putting their head up and making sure, hey, am I going the right direction? Am I liking where I'm going? Then they put their head up and they look around and they say, well, how did I get here? This isn't even where I want to be. So not having the space to do a power hour in the morning where you're focusing on mind, body, and spirit, meditation being one of those things, journaling, reading and educating yourselves, taking care of yourself physically, all these things are so important. And that if we do these, they kind of keep us in an abundance mindset. And let me tell you something, from personal experience, there's some times in my business where I have been in complete scarcity because things are not going the way that I want them to and things seem hopeless. And the problem is, is when we get into scarcity and we start thinking like this, my mindset was, who can I take from? But when we can, by proper meditation, I've been able to train my mind to get out of that and say, who can I give to? Because I know that dollars follow value and in an abundance mindset, I'm going to understand that. But in a scarcity mindset, I'm just thinking about how am I going to make it? I'm playing not to lose. I'm not playing to win. So think about that. When we get into scarcity, when we get into scarcity and we get rooted into scarcity, we start thinking about who can I take from rather than who can I give to. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm in scarcity and I'm in fear and I have doubt and I have worry because it happens to me, it happens to you, it happens to everyone, is I want to go back and think about what am I grateful for? What is it that I'm grateful for? What's the gratitude that I can have and, and see in my life so I can recognize that my life isn't as bad as I've made it out to be and that I can make choices today to either take from people and try to be a taker or I can turn that around and I can go out and be a giver and I can say who is it that I can create value for today who can I create value for in this day to turn my mindset around from being a value taker to a value creator so if you're not doing a morning routine to kind of help set your mindset I would definitely recommend doing that the other thing is planning and rhythms. The things that are most important, I want to be on autopilot and I want to create rhythms for making this happen. I want to have a plan of attack. So if things aren't going the way that I want them to go, I want to know that I've got a plan and that I'm executing my plan and I can feel good about what I'm doing if I'm doing that. But if I don't have a plan, it seems hopeless. Where do I go? Where do I start? How do I, how do I make this work? And look, one of the things that gets in people's way is they, don't, they talk about planning. They're like, Brandon, I don't know where to start. We'll start somewhere. It doesn't matter. Start somewhere and take action. Look at who you can help. How can you make things better? Who can you create value for? How can you come more powerful in your own walk into your business so that you can create the kind of outcomes that you want to create for yourself? Maybe not today. But we're working on doing those things tomorrow. Planning and rhythms allows you to make that transition happen. And here's the last thing that I'm going to talk about. And I've, and I've seen this be so true in my own life with people that I've known. And this is personal connection. If you want to stay out of scarcity or you want to get out of scarcity quickly, personal connections are key. Look, this is one of the reasons why people hire a coach. And I hate to hear when a client is struggling and they never called me. And I said, damn it, I was a phone call away. If you would have just called me, I would have talked you through it. I would have told you that I'm here to support you, that you're going to make it, and you're doing great. But some people don't do that. And what happens sometimes when we get into a bad set in our life, what we do is we retract from people. 
And so the biggest victims that I know in my life personally are isolators. They are people who isolate themselves from other people. But here's the thing, when you're in scarcity and you're struggling and you're not doing well, this is something that I've had to learn in my own personal walk, in my own personal life, is it's time to lean in. We need to find some people that we know and trust, and I'm not saying that you do this with just anyone, because you can lean into the wrong person and it can be even more damaging. I know I've had that experience and I bet you've had that experience too. You lean into someone, they gave you some advice and you're like, man, that was the worst thing that you could have said to me right now you're not safe for me to go to so who is it that's safe in your life to lean into and then lean into them when you're in scarcity because if you don't it becomes a scarcity pity party of victimhood of fear of worry of doubt and we just sit in that doubt we sit in that worry and we just become more of that person But when we lean into other people, they can help pull us out of that and get us back on the right track. It's just the right person that says, Brandon, you're a value creator. You're awesome. Keep it up. Thank you for being in my life. Okay, you're going to be okay. All right, good. I'm good. I can do this. But personal connection is key. This is why you need to have a coach. You need to be in a mentorship or a mastermind. Any of those types of things, you have to have a a group of safe people that you can lean into when things are tough. Because again, the biggest victims that I know in my life are people who isolate themselves from the world. They don't lean into people. They go home, they sit in a dark room. I don't know, you know, I I don't know what kind of music they're playing, but it's probably not positive. And and they're just rooted in scarcity. They're rooted in rooted in being a victim. They they are consumers. And their life never changes. So think about the effects of scarcity in your own business. And as I say this again, this is no judgment on anyone in their business. That's not judgment against you. If you're in scarcity right now, if you've thought about this, because the, the fact of the matter is, is we all get into a scarcity mindset from time to time. And we need someone to lead us to that abundance mindset so that we can think about in a world of possibilities. We can think about what's possible, not fear. Um, We can think about influence versus control, all these different things in the different paradigms. So as you think about this and you find yourself being coming from a place of scarcity in an area of your life or you come in an area where you've got a fixed mindset, the big question is, are you committed to your reasons or are you committed to your results? Because that's going to dictate how long you stay in a certain mindset. If I'm committed to my results, a growth mindset is what's what I need to make possible, and I'm going to get into abundance as quickly as I possibly can. If I'm committed to my reasons, I'm going to become a victim. I'm going to root myself in scarcity, and it's going to be very challenging for me to be successful in light of what my thought process is. So as you're thinking about this this week, look at areas where you may have bad habits or past failure or limiting beliefs or where you're just listening too much to the talk of what your industry is about that's creating scarcity for you. And then ask yourselves about the tools. Are you someone who isolates yourself? Do you not plan? Do you not create rhythms? Are you not doing any kind of a meditation or, or quiet time for yourself to really think about how you're feeling to kind of check in with yourself? What is that thing that you can do better this week that will get you on the right track? Again, if you have questions, If you need a mentor, if you need coaching, go to newworkrevolution.com, check out the tools, 
again, I am happy to answer any question that you have and uh, be there for you if you need it. So I want to thank you for listening this week. If you like the show, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes so you can get updates every time the show comes out. And if you like this, pass it on to your friends and let them know what we're doing as well. So thank you again for listening. This is Brandon Allen from the New Work Revolution podcast. I am signing off. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.